Hey everybody, I've got a great interview for you today. It's with Tyler Brockle from Trigger Interactive. Now we'll get into what Trigger Interactive is in just a minute, but let's pay the bills. This episode is brought to you by Brownells. If you see all the tools on the pegboard behind me in my videos, most of those have been purchased through Brownells. When I was in FFL, they were my go-to for all my tools and parts. If you'd like to see the projects that I use using Brownells tools, go to www.trb.fyi Brownells. Now, if you've watched my channel, you know that I love shooting on steel. It's just one of my all-time favorite things. It's just, you get that instant gratification when the bullet impacts that steel and you get that ring. But let's face it, even shooting on steel can get boring after a little bit. When I was at SHOT Show, I ran into this company called Trigger Interactive. And I looked at their product and I think they have the fix for when you're getting bored shooting on steel. Let's talk to Tyler. Tyler, tell me about your love of guns. My name is Tyler Brockle. I'm the CEO and founder of Trigger Interactive, located in Brookings, South Dakota. Now, now, Tyler, looking on your webpage, it says that you're a veteran-owned business. Yes, um, been, been so in the army for twelve years. Thank you for your service. That's oh, you that, that's great to see veteran-owned businesses coming out with new products, especially ones for the shooting industry. Because, well, I mean professionally that's what you you guys are handling you're handling firearms yeah absolutely and and that's kind of where the idea even stemmed from was the uh the military pop-up targets that we use to train with our m4s and our m16s um they're they're an absolute blast they uh really represent realistic targets as they pop up into sight telling you when to engage them and then read your hits and uh, uh it gives you a, a level of realism that Traditional firearm targets really can't, but uh, each of those targets that the military uses is about $9,000 a piece, and uh, that's not something that the average shooter could afford. And so that's where we came in. Yeah, and and that's the one thing when I stopped by the booth at SHOT Show and I, I saw it, you know, I like to shoot steel, like just like mm -hmm. the, the steel right behind you. There, it, it's a lot of fun, but kind of the the problem with shooting steel is you get into a rhythm and it's like i can shoot this target and i can shoot that target and then you know i can do double taps and stuff like that but even then there's not like that that um randomness randomness thank you yeah exactly i mean i can say i'm going to shoot this target and shoot that target but i've already made that decision in my mind that's right whereas that's kind of what really drew me to your product yeah, it, so, it, it makes stuff, um, you know, it, it indicates to you which target you need to engage, right? So like 80% of our world is taken in visually, right? And when we're, uh, if we're ever in a real life situation, whether that's home defense or uh, like, a, like a combat situation or a, a, a police situation, um, you're going to identify threats visually, there's not going to be some little shot timer beep that goes off behind you telling you what to engage. Um, there's not going to be somebody uh, you're, you're not going to 
pre-makeup in your mind that this is the threat and you're engaging it, um, it's, it's coming at you and you don't know where it's coming from. So being able to have something that can replicate that or provide that uh, type of training is, is I think, substantial. Yeah, I mean, because that's the whole thing is, you know, we, we go through the whole thing of train. You know, we have so many new shooters out on the, on the market now just in the past couple of years. We tell you to train. Um, you know, most people are going to indoor ranges and they're just punching holes in paper, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. But as you start to progress, you know, steel is just a natural progression for shooting because, well, you get that instant satisf- you know, satisfaction of that steel. But like we, like you were saying, there's that, there's just not the randomness to it. Yep. And that's where, you know, as people start to progress, you know, shooting a hole in a paper is, is just not realistic. No. Um, well, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I love steel too. Right. And there's way more benefits, especially, you know, you got the longevity, you got the instant feedback. Um, great. Right. But the thing that steel targets have in common with paper is that, you just set them up down range and they sit there. They, they don't yeah. move. They don't give you that. Uh, um, yeah, they're just there. And it's, it's cool because you can keep shooting at it and you don't have to constantly go down range to, you know, replace the, the paper that you put a bunch of holes in. But at the same time, there's not, it's a step up, but you're still not really taking a step up on the training value platform. Right. I mean, you know, for now, if we're shooting steel, obviously we're shooting outside. So now we get a chance to, you know, draw from holster, um, you know, switch weapons, things, things like that. Um, and that's what I like about the randomness. Now, I know the target you have behind you there, you have the the trigger interactive on it. Would you mind kind of going over that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, we don't make the steel targets. What we make is an attachable and modular system that makes these trigger or that makes these targets interactive. So you can go out and you can use your existing targets and you can buy from, you know, almost any type of target, um, size, shape, thickness, cost, etc. We're not constraining you to buying proprietary stuff the rest of your life from us. And how we do that is through this little device right here, uh, which we call a smart target attachment. So how it works is you will mount it onto the back side of your steel firearm targets. We have um, a very high-end uh, 3M hook and loop fastener. And how it works is we have what we call an active target indicator. Uh, right now, they are a 4 by 6 inch uh, placard of calendar vinyl. And they simply snap onto your smart target attachments. And right now, it's on the back side of this target. These uh, devices wirelessly communicate through a base station to uh, your Android-based phone. Right now, we'll eventually be coming out with uh, uh, iOS. And each device will signal you which target to engage. You have a set amount of time to engage this target before that active target indicator drops out of sight and it counts it as a miss. So when we're talking about the randomness, that's what's happening. Essentially, your phone has various what we call scenarios, um, games, drills, whatever you want to call them, but we call them scenarios um, that you can select, you know, uh, how long the target is up, how much time in between targets, how many targets are popping up at one time. And so you are scanning your entire sector um, from left to right 
with multiple targets at various uh, distances. And so you really have to keep your head on the swivel and look for that visual stimuli of when to engage a particular target. So when we say it elevates the training realism, you're not just looking down a lane at a single target or two. You're looking all across the, uh, uh, I don't want to say battlefield, but the, you know, you're looking in your sector waiting for that target to tell you to which one to engage. And that's kind of the key there where uh, engaging multiple targets, that's where you're mm -hmm. really, you're, in, you're, you know, you start engaging your brain. Um, you're getting out of, I have this thing right in front of me. You shoot it. Yo, that's fine. You neutralize that target, but then you have other things that are popping up all through your, your whole bay there or your sector right. that, that you're talking about. Now, how many of these targets can you chain together into a scenario? So right now uh, we can do up to 10 devices in one system. And um, with some simple software fixes that we think we'll be able to do, uh, we should eventually be able to increase that to maybe 15 or 20. And, and that'll just be a simple um, app update, but that that's to come. Um, so, so to clarify, there are uh, three devices within our system. There is a uh, control hub. Uh, whoops, sorry. There is a control hub. Uh, this is essentially your base station. This guy sits by you on your shooting bench. Um, it essentially connects to your phone via Bluetooth. And then the control hub broadcasts a radio signal out to everything else on the range. You have your smart target attachment, which we just showed you. And then we also have a signal repeater, which looks exactly like the control hub, just a, a different faceplate here. And this will increase your range. So this system operates in a mesh network, meaning that every device is acting as a node and they're communicating with each other. So if you have a single target, you can get up to 175 yards to that target. Uh, signal repeaters will boost the range up to 500 yards apiece, and then you can stack these to achieve various distances. Um, and, and like I said, it also provides different avenues for the wireless signal to be trans, uh, transported along. So it also helps to um, bolster your signal strength if you're trying to, you know, shoot around a hill or shoot around a berm or having to deal with like really tall vegetation that might absorb some of the radio waves. Um, so the idea is it's modular. You can buy our entry level base pack um, with one target. And at any point in time, you can purchase additional devices and pair them into the systems that you already have uh, to tailor it to your training needs. Now, that mesh network, I, I, that's the thing that I really picked up on at, mm -hmm. at the booth because most devices are just dealing with each other, right? Correct. Um, base station back to um, you know your phone or, or tablet or whatever. Yep. Whereas because of that mesh network that really gives you the ability to expand that range out because if i go out 50 feet and then i go 50 feet past that those two can communicate back to each other so that way i don't have to have too many of the repeaters out there yep that's right yep um and, oh go ahead go ahead well, i was just gonna say it's it's just it just allows you to bolster you know you, even if you are shooting you know mo most people that we found you know they're training um, within a hundred yards. And sometimes that's just because you're constrained by what shooting range you can get to. There aren't too sure. many people who can get out and do 600, 1000 up to 2,500 yard 
uh, shooting ranges. Um, but you can still implement uh, additional devices and additional repeaters if you just want to ensure, um, you know, maybe you want to train with low power variable optic scopes um, from like two to 300 yards and you want to make sure that you're getting the best signal strength possible. You don't necessarily um, need a repeater, but certainly having it in there would not hurt. Now, right now you said that you can get up to 10 devices. Now that's, that is a lot of, that's a lot of little flags popping up on steel out there. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, you really have to be on, um, you really have to be on your game to make sure that you're paying attention to what targets are out there. You're scanning your sectors and things like that. Yep. How do you keep from like having multiples pop at the same time? <laughs> um, you, you can select it. It's one of the parameters in the, okay. uh, in the scenario. So you can have one, two or three targets come up simultaneously. Uh, and then we're also working on an option right now where you can have all of them pop up at once. So uh, the idea is essentially for three gunners and competition shooters. Um, I, I, I love three gun, but what I hate about three gun is I will drive three hours. I will shoot four bays, maybe 60 to 90 seconds per bay, but I'm there eight hours and I've only spent six minutes shooting. That's because yeah. we spent the entire time, eight minutes between each lane, resetting everything. Well, with this, the idea is eventually to be able to just hit a reset button on your phone and the entire range resets in a matter of two seconds. Um, now, obviously you have to use pretty much steel um, for that to work because you can't Put this thing on the back of a cardboard target because that bullet's going to pass right through right um but there are huge benefits in in the time savings as well that can come from this well i mean if you also think about it so you come out of the three gun world you go into steel challenge yeah you could totally change the steel challenge with something like this because i mean where we're used to steel challenge you know we have five targets engaged yep. target um, you know, engage targets and then engage your stop plate. Well, this is, this could totally randomize this. I mean, um, and that's the thing that kind of annoys me a little bit about competition shooting. I mean, I like it as a competition shooter is that I can come up, I can walk the, the course of fire. I can pretend and, you know, get sight pictures and things like that. But again, it comes back to that randomness. Yeah. Um, if, if you were to take that randomness and put it to steel challenge, I mean, steel challenge is a very fast moving game, Yep. but, but all of a sudden when your targets pop at different, you know, at different places than the person before you, that's where I really kind of like where this thing could go. Mm. Um, not saying that, uh, three gun is, I mean, it's great for three gun, but again, you still have paper targets that you gotta, you gotta patch and things right. like that. Um, yeah. And, and, and one of the <laughs> questions I get asked quite a bit is, you know, is it a true random? So yes, it is. It, it, every time you hit the start button, it's a new random sequence. So if I get up there and it activates, say we have five targets and it activates them in order one, four, three, five, one, one, four, when you get up there to shoot, it's going to be a completely different one. So the first guy isn't exactly screwed. And then everybody who goes after him yeah. gets to memorize it. It's different every time. Same amount of targets, same number of targets popping up, but uh, it's going to be a different order. 
Now, if I remember correctly, you also get feedback off of the, your modules from yes, the steel. You do. Yeah, uh, you can get, uh, uh, I'll hold it up here in a second, but uh, you can get your split times, which that's huge because your split times are being read off of the impact of the steel. Whereas with uh, traditional shot timers, you're just hearing Sound. the sounds. So you're yep. sometimes tracking how fast you can miss. And then the second that there's somebody else on the range, well, you're hearing their gunshots too. So that's one advantage to this. Um, it tracks your overall time. It also counts your average reaction time, which is just the average time of your split times. And that's telling you on average how good you are doing at uh, analyzing the threats and putting a bullet in that body. And then we also have a score, uh, which your score is calculated. It's kind of based off the U.S. Army's um, uh, physical fitness test where you get 100 points for targets and you get 100 points for your speed uh, to give you a total score. And so um, if you've ever played like Big Buck Hunter in the bar where you do the, mm -hmm. the bonus games at the end where it gives you your score like that, that's the closest thing that I can I can describe it to. So um, I will see if you guys can see this. But um, right now we have our, our basic combat scenario. So you can go in. I don't know how well it's actually picking up. Um, you can go into the scenario on the app. And as you can see there, there are your various parameters that you can choose. You are also able to save your parameters so that you can just quickly load them in the future. Um, but we can do, I only got one target set up, um, so we'll we'll do a quick little demo here. But um, it counts you down. It doesn't give you uh, that, that initial beep. So we have a certain amount of time to hit that, three seconds. So that counted as a miss. But once we do hit it, it reads the impact, and it's actually displaying um, on the app here. Got to hit a little bit harder, apparently. <laughs> on the app here, um, what targets are being hit, what targets are being missed, and it's giving me all the data in real time. So you can see hits, misses, yeah. reaction times, your score, your uh, overall time down to the millisecond. And then below here, it's showing you your individual targets and their split times. And it shows you which target ID it was. So you can say like, hey, uh, based on these split times, I'm having a real hard time transitioning between targets two and three, but I can do one and two really easily. So my swing to the left versus my swing to the right, or I need to I need to open my left eye more and pay more attention to what's going on. Um, that kind of data can help you uh, work through some of your deficiencies. Now, is there a way that you can set these up that it'll do a random after a shot? Like, let's just say you have three targets yep. and it'll pop target one. I'll shoot target one and then on impact, it'll just go to another target. Yep. Too easy. All you got to do is change your parameters. Um, so in that case, I, you know, I kind of see that as a, um, well, you can do like a, a whack-a-mole style where they're just coming at you uh -huh. fast and furious. Uh, you just set the uh, active time to infinite, which means the flag will, or the indicator, I can just do that here real quick. Um, so we'll set the indicator to infinite. Um, it's counting down right now and it'll stay up until you hit it. And then once you hit it, it'll do exactly like you said. Um, it will go to the next target. In this case, there's only one target. There's so that one's going to pop up again. Yep. Um, another neat one that I also want to point out is this, this particular one is great for long distance shooting as well. So um, let's say you have multiple targets uh, in like a PRS style uh, situation. Again, 
you already know if there's only one target out there, you know which target it's going to be at. But now PRS shooters, if you have three of these out there and it'll randomly activate, you have to be looking through your scope and identifying the threat. Um, and then for uh, 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 really long shots, um, even if you can't uh, uh, see the indicator, uh, the active target indicator, which it's, it's, it's not a hit indicator, but the great thing about it is you can see the hit on your app. So most people yeah. right now are using like cameras or strobe lights, yeah. but they still need a second person there with a set of binoculars. You don't need that anymore. And there's no question because it's going to show up on the app when that plate of steel reads the vibration from the bullet. See, and that's kind of the trick, especially with long range. You're never, you know, I won't say you're never, but if you're shooting by yourself, there are chances that you will have um, hits that there were actually misses just mm -hmm. because, you know, you're, you're focused in on your scope Yep. and you're never really quite sure. You might have that bullet mirage go down there. You're never quite sure, but since it actually hit the steel, that will give you your feedback onto the app. That, that's really kind of nice to know. Yes. Um, cause, cause I mean, for me, I'm more of a pistol shooter. Um, you know, I always like to say I'm a pistol shooter that wants to be a rifle shooter, <laughs> but, um, but that's, the, that's the kind of the nice thing is that I, you know, I like, I like, I like, um, products that you can use for more than just one thing, which yes. is, is great for that. You know, you could, I, I could see a scenario where you could set up a bay, you could run through your pistol and then have your long shot almost like you know in your three gun um competitions yep where once you're done your you know, once you're done your pistol and you do you dump your pistol or you pull your rifle that's kind of nice because now you know you know you have your randomness down range plus mm -hmm. you know that you actually had the hit yep 100 um, i mean i i can't think of you know i i've seen so many different videos of, of um competition shooting where you can see someone take the shot mm -hmm. and the person spotting you know they're like did i hit it and they're just like uh, uh yeah yeah hit. i i had so many um, guys at the shot show say that exact same thing right because obviously nope you know everybody wants to be honest but they're like i honestly don't know if you hit it or not so yeah. i'm kind of you know, if I don't give it to you, I feel like I'm not being honest to you. And if I do give it to you, I feel like I'm not being honest to everybody else. So right. it, it kind of helps answer some of those questions. And um, you, you brought up a very good point. It's it's the the adaptability of the system. So, you know, uh, we have uh, uh, different bundles essentially on our website on triggerinteractive.com, where if you just want to practice your holster drawing, um, we got a base pack for that. If you want to practice the... Uh, the, the target identification had on a swivel stuff, um, you know, you're looking at our combat or our starter packs. Uh, if you want the, the PRS system, um, or even if you have the base pack, all you got to do is just grab a couple more signal repeaters and you can build it into whatever you want. So if you're doing long distance shooting that day, you can. If you're not and you're just doing like uh, 50 yard pistol stuff, don't have to turn the repeaters on. You're good. Um, but beyond that, you know, here, here's a couple other cool things that we're working on right now that came out of the SHOT Show. Uh, checked out. It's um, a sticker from an Israeli That's company nice. um, that you can throw on there, and it's a passive infrared. 
So we're looking at doing um, a thermal option as well. And obviously, we're also going to be looking into different color indicators. Um, we can do shoot, no shoot, right? So if you have uh, two systems and we have two different color flags, we can actually have the instructors select which targets they want to activate. Um, I don't know if you ever played like Shy Guy Says on Mario Party, but that's essentially <laughs> what, what you do with it, right? You got the little guy putting the shoot, no shoot flags up. Um, another thing we're working on right now, too, is, you know, it, we're in South Dakota. It is four degrees outside today. Um, I want to be able to train inside. So we're looking at options to adapt this to airsoft. So in the summer, uh, you can be shooting regular guns. And in the winter, uh, you can go down in your basement and you can train with airsoft. See, I'm glad you brought the airsoft thing up. Um, I've taken a lot of hit on my channel because, you know, people don't see airsoft as a viable training option. Um, I like I like airsoft. You know, I, you're in South Dakota. I'm in Montana. Uh, we just happen to be a little warmer than you today. But um, I will take my steel out into my garage and mm -hmm. shoot my airsoft in my garage. And, you know, pe oh, people go, go nuts. Like you're shooting against steel. with they're, 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 It's plastic. Yep. They're biodegradable. Yep. Um, they fracture on impact. Don't, don't worry about it, guys. It's not that big of a deal. I just open yeah. up the garage door, sweep the stuff out. But that's kind of the nice thing with, with your solution. Um, you know, cause I get, again, get into that training rut where it's like, okay, I got my steel up in my garage, but again, it's two shots, two shots, two shots, or one yep. shot to, you know, double shot, stuff like that. That's where I kind of like that you're starting to go down that airsoft route because I, I would guess it's just measuring the vibrations of the steel. Is your, well, is your so so the, the tricky thing here is with airsoft, you're right. It's the vibration of the target. Um, any steel target that's on the market right now, it, it's it's way too heavy. And, and this is another great point that I want to bring up because the question I get asked quite a bit is um, these vibe, these are these devices. How robust are they? I mean, you're you're hitting them with a bullet. And the answer to that is this steel is very heavy. The steel is taking the majority of the energy out of the bullet. So then the devices, our trigger interactive devices on the target, see actually very little impact and vibration loading. And then what is there, um, you have that that hook and loop fastener that's, that's providing even more dampening. So um, from the testing that we've done in-house, uh, we've been able to replicate about over 40,000 rounds onto a single device before I got bored and, and stopped the test. <laughs> Um, so what that translate to with airsoft is the steel targets are way too heavy for airsoft. So right now, um, we're considering, you know, either building our own or seeing if we can find an off the shelf target solution that these can, these can, uh, piggyback onto. And don't get me wrong. There are airsoft, uh, there are dedicated airsoft, um, target systems like this out there, but, just like the problem with a lot of the uh, uh, interactive systems that are currently on the market, the interactive electronics are built into the target. And so yeah. you are buying their proprietary targets for the rest of your life and not being able to use it on your own. Yeah. And that's, well, and that kind of goes back to my, my whole thing of, I like, I like products to do multiple things. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I have, 
um, you know, it doesn't need to be, if it's airsoft, doesn't need to be AR-500. I just have a steel target, thin steel target that I can hook and loop, you know, the, the, your product onto the back of. Yep. And then when weather gets warm, I pull out my AR-500 to go out to the range with it. I still have the exact same product with me. You know, I can set up, I can spend all winter in my garage setting up scenarios that I can, I can work <laughs> in the springtime when I get out to the range. Yep. And, and if I like that you're, you're already looking at thermal um, going forward because, you know, there are, <clears throat> excuse me, there are some night shoots that yep. are starting to become popular. Yep. Oh, I meant thermal um, and NVG. Yep. NVG. Yeah. And yep. it's, it's kind of nice to know that you can have that type of scenario. I mean, I I can only imagine what having adding randomness to a night shoot would be like. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would be hard. Yep. Then you really got to pay attention. We actually went out last night and uh, tested that IR sticker for the first time. And um, the, the cool thing about it is you actually see the motion. So you can still distinguish the target versus the, uh, the IR indicator, um, but you're actually looking for the motion of the IR indicator. Now during the day, you know, you're, you're still, you're seeing everything. So there's a lot of motion sure. out there to notice. And you kind of, again, distinguish which, which one's the target and which one's not. And it, it was, it added a whole new element to it. Cause when you're looking down those thermal scopes, you really need to be uh, paying attention to your surroundings and, and, and looking for that motion uh, uh, on which one to engage. Now I would imagine, you know, especially with that thermal, Law enforcement and um, military operations, that would be the, you know, the greatest thing for it because mm -hmm. those, um, they're, they're just like civilians. They're, there's only so much training you can do, yep. right? That's right. So, and then, you know, it's great that, you know, military and law enforcement have these newer technologies, but how often do they get to train with them, mm -hmm. right? I mean, okay, great. You know, you have a SWAT team that's used to running with NVGs and, and things like that. Sure, they can do shoot houses and things like that. You know, there's so, so much training, but not every scenario you can prepare for. And that's right. what I kind of like. That's what I kind of like with, with your product is then you can start training for those longer range shots yep. using your night vision. You bet. Yeah, the the we're trying to make it as versatile as we can to to meet as many needs as we can, because um, there's there's a lot of different shooters out there, right? And uh, if if you can have a solution that, uh, uh, or if we can have as many options, I guess, um, to help facilitate people's different training. And and just because you are uh, like a, like I said, a long distance shooter doesn't mean you uh, aren't going to go out to the pistol range the next weekend and and train something right. different. And so it's nice to be able to have something that's a, a, a one-stop shop in that sense where you can use it for both applications. Now, the one thing with your product, um, obviously, you know, it's stuck onto the back, back of the steel. Mm -hmm. So the steel is protecting the product. That's correct. And then you have the flag that kind of comes up and down. Yep. There we go. Yep. <sighs> now, that flag you, you showed earlier, it's just, it, it's a, 
it's like a if I remember correctly, it's like it's like an index card almost, like a plastic index card. Yep, yep. It's a, a calendared vinyl, and why we chose this was obviously one, uh, it needed to be rigid so that it wasn't um, flapping in the wind. Um, right. Two, it needed to be weatherproof, waterproof, etc. Um, but the other thing is um, the way it mounts. I'm gonna put this guy up here for a second. Um, so we also have this patented mounting system on it where. Hey, see, that is so easy. You just, yep. you just so, bend that card a little bit and it just pops right off. Yep. Pops right in. It will not fall off. And then to get it out, you simply bend it and it pops out. So there's no clamps. There's no tools. It's, it's simple changeover. Um, the other thing too, is you also had to have the right characteristics for the bullets. So um, the bullets, you're, you're not supposed to shoot this, right? You're supposed to right. shoot the steel target. This is just an indicator. Well, if you do shoot it, um, you can shoot it multiple times. As you see, the bullets pass through nice and clean. Um, it doesn't suck any of the material away with it. It doesn't have any, you know, large spider cracking. You can shoot this multiple times before you need to, to, to replace it. So all of these uh, particular characteristics of this material combined is what made it ideal um, to use. Yeah, because that was where I was kind of going with that plastic is, I mean, let's face it. <clears throat> well, we, we not all of our shots are perfect, <laughs> yep. um, right? But then you start dealing with, um, you know, thinking of three gun, start running birdshot up against, you know, a steel target. Yep. It's not like all of our pellets are going to hit that steel target, you know, and, you know, depending on how, well, depending on how good of a shot you are, you may have that card get several hits just on one shot right and being user replaceable is is kind of key to that plus also taking a couple of hits yep yep 100 percent. and um yeah it's it's i was i was looking when no when we started the project right we looked at various options um lights leds um all sorts of stuff and at the end of the day i wanted it simple um you know some people aren't comfortable with electronics and plugging stuff in. Uh, we also didn't want a rat's nest of wires on this backs thing. We wanted a, a nice, compact, all-in-one package. Um, we didn't want to have, you know, like I said, wires. We didn't want to have, um, you know, like we tried even magnet mounting, and magnets are very brittle. Uh, they crack um, when they're vibrating against the surface. The devices tend to to, to slide to down. Um, yeah. We did a whole bunch of testing and, and that's where the, you know, the Velcro was just the best at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, uh, we wanted just a, a nice all-in-one package that wasn't going to be intimidating uh, to the user and would be very simple uh, for the user to change over. The early prototypes actually used like a uh, clothespin style clamp with uh, a spring, but then you had an upper jaw, a lower jaw. Uh, an axe, uh, a pivot point, and a spring. So you had four parts in there, and um, yeah, this this is just more, a simpler way to go. So yeah, more more parts means more things that can go wrong. That that's right. Um, the other thing too is is uh, you could also pretty much put whatever you want in there. And the problem with doing that is people would start I don't know putting like 
pieces of steel or something in there, and then you're putting undue stress on the servo. And if a bullet passes yeah. through there, then you're, you know, then then it's kind of like a, a self-protection thing too, because when a bullet passes through this, it passes through real fast and nice and clean. It doesn't uh, put undue stress on the product. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's kind of a key there, right? Because you're going to have uh, vibration. You know, if you shoot that card, you're going to ha you'll have vibrations that'll come back through that people yep. think of. That's where some of the harm to to a product can be because you know now you got this lever out there. Yep. And you hit it, it's going to it's it's going to yeah, it, it's going to amplify that, <clears throat> that movement. Yep. And and you, now, you brought up another good right. point too is is with the uh, the vibration and the sensitivity you can actually change the sensitivity in the app. So the sensitivity the the the, the devices are always um, they're always taking readings. Where the sensitivity comes from is the software is filtering out what is a hit, what is rock splatter, what is wind, etc. And yeah. here's the thing, right? There are so many factors that go into uh, the hit detection sensitivity, you have caliber, barrel length, distance from target, type of target, how heavy the target is, how flexible the target is, et cetera, right? So it was very uh, hard to do a one-size-fits-all. So the app, you can go <laughs> in and you can actually select from five sensitivity settings um, based on what caliber and, and the aforementioned things um, that you're using. So you have that ability to make it more sensitive and less sensitive based on what you're shooting. So that's awesome because you know it. It's it's funny you think of, you don't think about wind, mm -hmm. but like that target sitting there is only hanging by a single point. If you get some wind, that could you know that target's going to go up against that two by four, and it'll start knocking on that two by four just a little bit. You got it. And um, I, I didn't even think about the math that you would have to do to separate out what is a, va a valid hit versus yeah. what is a two by four, just, you know, lightly hitting up against it. Yeah. Um, it's, or, it's actually an you... algorithm. Um, it's an algorithm that's based on peak amplitude and uh, amount of time in between peak amplitudes. And, and yeah. And so um, the nice thing about it, it allows us to, to modify it as we, you know, refine things, but um, you know, we got it right now where it's working really well. And, you know, this is way far in the future, but eventually we want to be able to get it to the point where you might even be able to tell um, uh, multiple bullet strikes. So you have to hit a target two or three times in order for the indicator to drop and record a hit um, or even tell what type of caliber you're using um, for other more like Internet of Things, data collection kind of thing. Um, and uh, we'll, we would integrate that into uh, other scenarios in the future. So the, the end goal is to eventually make uh, a software suite, um, that would allow multiple users to simultaneously be training on scenarios. So in the future, we hope to come out with like a dueling tree. Uh, we also hope <laughs> cool. to come out with like, uh, uh, like, a uh, uh, we're not going to call it this. I wish I could for trademark, uh, infringement, but Nazi zombies where the targets <laughs> will start activating, in sequential order coming at you and you have to repel them. Well, if you have a friend shooting with you, um, if we can start working with the, the, the simultaneous targets and the sensitivity and um, stuff like that, we actually might be able to tell uh, like who is shooting what targets and um, give you kind of the stats that you get at the end of like Call of Duty where, hey, 
player A shot 37 enemies and player B is severely lacking at 15. So you can rub it in your buddy's face. So, <laughs> Which is always great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Every, everybody wants the bragging rights. Oh, 100%. And that's what we end up doing, even with the, the scoring system that we have. Um, I, I got to catch myself because uh, me and my engineers will go out and we'll start, you know, we'll be out there for a purpose. And next thing you know, we're, we're an hour into this. And all we're doing is trying outdo each other on the scores. And we actually haven't done any work. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got to remember, I'm paying these guys by the hour yeah. and uh, I got to focus. <laughs> but it's a blast. Well, if you think about that, um, the way you're going, technically, you're starting to work towards, you know, squad operations, right? Yeah. Yep. So you could work a squad inside of a bay. Mm -hmm. where you could potentially know exactly which shooter hit what target depending on you know this is the this is the front man with a shotgun versus this is the guy with the you know mp9 or you know, yep. mp5 and if you could start realizing what hits were from which gun yep that would be pretty that's some pretty amazing feedback and training Yep. And uh, we, we think we should be able to do that. Um, our intellectual property actually covers some aspects um, regarding that. And uh, it's something we want to we want to work towards. Um, the cool thing about this system is, uh, again, the modularity. If we come up with future devices, um, we can just pair it in and it'll retroactively work with anything that you've already purchased. Uh, if we come up with a new software idea, um, uh, it's just a simple app update and, and you, you have it instantly. Um, but like I said, we, we just launched here about at the start of January 2022, and um, it can still do quite a bit. Um, like I said, we've, we've touched on some of the, the holster drawing and the, the, the reactionary targets and, and the uh, long distance shooting, et cetera. Um, so you can do a lot with it. Uh, and as we continue to gain sales and gain momentum, we really hope to be coming out with even more cool stuff. Yeah, you're you're just scratching the surface of the, of the technology mm. that you've created. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Now we were talking a little bit offline um, before we started, and you were talking about um, you're putting down an epoxy paint on the floor. Yep. For static electricity, so these devices are made here. Correct. Yeah, one hundred percent. The um, we're in Brookings, South Dakota. There is a circuit board manufacturer right across the street called Midwest Microtech. Uh, they all, they make all of our circuit boards right here in South Dakota. Um, they were kind enough to actually let me work out of their facility. So all the, uh, all the devices that are going out right now, I hand built myself and we are actually working on our facility. We got a special anti-static coating on the floor. It's actually drying right now. So all my stuff is crammed into the back of my office right now. Um, we got that plus special anti-static workbenches and shelving and uh, manufacturing equipment. So um, here this weekend, we're going to be moving everything back in and, and we'll actually be able to uh, assemble and manufacture everything in-house right here. It'll be it'll be awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. And of course, um, I mean, South Dakota's had a great economy booming all the way through uh, the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And we're super pro gun super pro gun yeah uh, super pro gun governor governor gnome is an absolute badass in that uh, uh in that aspect yeah she uh yeah she's pretty amazing it'll be interesting to see what her political career will be going forward yeah yep um you know, we, you know right here in montana we 
we finally got constitutional carry this year. And you guys are like, yeah, have it. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party. Yep. hundred <clears throat> percent. Excuse me. God. Yeah. Still you got to get over get... that shot show flu, man. I mean, I know trying to get know. that crud just uh clear out of, out of the lungs there. Yep. Hit me for, hit me for three days. Uh, I managed to avoid it. Uh, I didn't go last year, but the year before managed to avoid it that year, but man, I caught it hard this year, knocked me down for about three days. Uh, and it was, I even got it the the very last day. So we were sitting in our hotel room in Vegas waiting for our flight, uh, to leave the show. And, uh, I was just laying in bed watching TV, uh, in Vegas. And I'm like, man, this is kind of sad. Yeah. See, I drove down. It's easy for me to drive down cause it's I 15 straight down. Uh, How far is I'm it? Uh, it was about 13 hours. Oh, okay. That's still a decent so, drive though. It, it's still a drive. And and then what I did is I just did, I did it in two days. Okay. Um, just to keep myself from really, you know, rushing. It, it, it had a really long day. And then the next day was a short day in, but I'll tell you when I was leaving Vegas, I started feeling it in my chest. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm like looking around going, I need uh, a CVS or a Walmart or something. <laughs> I'm Airborne. looking around <laughs> like I'm stopping off and I'm picking up like cough medicine and all oh, that stuff. No. And I'm like, yeah, when I came back, it hit me and it just put me down for a little bit. And, um, that's yeah, my, my, my voice is still kind of froggy from it, but, uh, but yeah, it's a it, good it was, announcer voice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get, that, get that nice gravelly gravelly. So now we've been talking for a while. Um, and, how do people find your product? Yeah. Uh, so right now we're we're selling directly off of our website on triggerinteractive.com. Uh, if you go to our main page, we have a great uh, like 90 second, two minute product video that uh, explains the product very well. Um, I am I am an engineer by trade, so I'm, I'm a huge nerd. So if you go on to our uh, we also have a system page and an app page. Uh, you got all the specs. I even got a, uh, uh, isometric view of the devices blown apart so you can see them. Um, I guess some of the other specs that we, we didn't talk about, uh, they're all internal, uh, lithium ion batteries that are rechargeable. They use a, a U waterproof USB C, uh, charging port. All of the devices are, uh, completely dustproof and weatherproof. I mean, I wouldn't throw them in a swimming pool, but you can uh, definitely leave them outside um, for extended periods. Uh, the system on average gets uh, about eight hours of battery life. And the more devices you add into the system, actually, the more efficient the batteries get because the major drain on the battery is actuating the server. So the more targets you have, uh, the longer your system lasts, but also the more realistic it gets because you got more targets out, out on your range. Um, Theoretically, with the uh, maximum uh, distance of, of 500 yards uh, and the 10 uh, devices, you should be able to get uh, almost 5,000 yards of, of range. Uh, I highly recommend that if you are using the signal repeaters that you try and elevate them as much as possible because um, that has a huge effect on, on the range itself. Um, so like I use camera tripods. They work really well. Get it about six to eight feet off the ground, um, and that'll help bolster that signal straight quite significantly. Um, 
But yeah, if you go on our store, uh, we have multiple packages available. The base pack, uh, which is our base station and control hub, starts at uh, $400 MSRP. Uh, we have several systems in between, and our most expensive is our deluxe pack at uh, $1,600. So we were really trying to price point something um, within what a, a, a pistol or your average AR-15 style rifle would be. Um, you know, my, my biggest thing that I tell people is the reason I started this was I was getting into guns. I was spending, you know, I, I built my own, uh, AR 15, um, bought a Smith and Wesson M and P 15 and completely stripped it down. Adam's arms, piston kit, Magpul furniture, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, after that, I started getting into kinkier stuff and bought a, uh, Israeli Tavor. Um, and so I'm yeah. spending thousands of dollars on guns, gear, and ammunition, and I'm going to the range and shooting at 10 cent pieces of paper that I was getting bored with after about 15 yeah. minutes. So, um, we really wanted to price point it at that. And of course it's, it's, it's meant to, you know, this is not an expendable item. It's meant to stay with you. So like your gun that you're going to have until, uh, well, that you're just going to have, you're, you're going to have these, these are not meant to be just use it a couple times and throw away. Right. They're, they're there for the longevity. Right. And, you know, I'm just looking at the store right now. I mean, even at $1,600, you're talking about a hard case. Pelican um, brand even, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're you're not talking about, um, you know, we, we a lot of people talk about value versus budget, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, we hear budget and people think, okay, it's it's cheap. But no, that's what I'm looking here is at $1,600, you're looking at what? Six targets. One repeater. Uh, one hub. repeater, the hub, a lot of a lot of flags. A lot of the indicators, yep. And then, and then the Pelican case, and then everything kind of fits really nice into that case there. Yep. We um, actually uh, custom laser cut all our own foam here in-house. Um, so... Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's nice and clean. You know, I didn't want, uh, I didn't want pick and pluck. I didn't want you guys to have to, yeah. to cut your own stuff out with a, a razor blade because it never looks just right. Nope. So yeah, we, uh, we make the cases here in house as well. I mean, cause that's, that's uh, what you said there alone. It's just the pick and pluck. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's nice, but it never looks right. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, 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 it looks like it looks like a fourth grader went through with a with a razor knife and started cutting foam. Yep, it works um, for what it needs to. But as you you know reach in and out over time too, you start pulling it off tears it up. ones that yep. you don't mean to tear off. And yeah, 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 absolutely. But yeah, this is um this is great. I'm I really appreciate you taking some time to to talk with me today about your product. You know, I oh, yeah. I saw it I saw it at shot and I'm like that's really kind of what's missing with steel targets. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, like you said, you know, you went out, you started shooting paper and paper, it gets boring after a while. So then you, you upgrade to steel. Yep. Steel's great, but eventually steel starts getting boring again. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, I started seeing it cause I just, I was walking down the aisle and I see this little orange flag flapping up and down. I'm like, what, what was that? <laughs> Um, and it caught, that's what caught my eye. And, um, and I started talking, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what, this is what people are missing now. Um, yeah. And it doesn't, it, you know, it, it's cool when you see it at a show, but it, it does not 
show as well as it demos. Um, we yeah. were actually, we went to a, a local range here about uh, three months ago and we were doing some uh, video shooting. So we weren't even doing a demo. We were just there on our own and a, a few people started showing up and, and I was like, Hey, you guys want to test this? Let me know what you think. Um, uh, you know, we put out, you know, we didn't put out any word. We didn't invite anybody. And, and I ended up selling, uh, three of the, three of the deluxe packs there on the spot, including one wow. to that, to the range. And so I think that's going to be the key going forward is, is, um, like, it's cool when you see it here. Right. But it doesn't even scratch the surface. Once you're, once you're shooting it and your adrenaline's up and you're just on point and you're hitting that steel and that indicator's dropping, um, yeah, it, it gives you a whole new adrenaline rush that uh, really sells it. So I, I, I'm going to be trying to get out, especially as it gets warmer, um, get it out to key locations, maybe some competitions. I did get a few invitations to to, to come to some uh, pretty big name companies and, and demo for them. And so I'm hoping to get out on the awesome. road here this summer and really uh, get it into the hands of end users. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's funny because it's it's such a simple solution like when you when you look at it you're just like how did nobody come up with this <laughs> right oh uh, yeah i know that's and that's the thing i was freaking out the whole time like uh so when i when i first started um <clears throat> i uh had some steel targets and i'm like man it'd be great if i could just come up with something like like if i could just stick something on these targets and have it work and uh, uh, it's it's pretty cool. I actually went down to uh, Radio Shack, um, not to date myself or anything, but went down to Radio Shack and got some microcontrollers. And I went to Menards and I got some uh, Ethernet cable and um, um, Ethernet ports. And I ended up 3D printing these tiny housings and uh, uh, used this microcontroller with a note card and some duct tape. And I was going out to the range running hundreds of yards of uh, Ethernet cable out to these targets. And then I hopped on YouTube and taught myself how to write some basic uh, Python computer code. And I actually ran the system off of my laptop um, using note cards and ethernet cable. And it was the weirdest looking thing. And I loved it. And I decided that, um, well, I want to make it wireless now because this is just inconvenient. And, and that's where my, uh, that's my, where my electrical engineering degree from YouTube university was starting to fall short. I couldn't quite get it to work. And so I said, you know, screw it. I'm just going to take a couple grand there's, there's gotta be something like it. And when I hopped online, absolutely nothing. I mean, there was a lot of products out there where the targets still moved, right? They still had right. CO2 bottles and actuators or large servos and car batteries, but you were still paying three to $6,000 yeah. for those it's, targets. It's not, and, uh, yeah. So I, I took that money and then I put it into a provisional patent and then this just steamrolled from there. So yeah, it's it's an elegant solution. I mean, it's funny because when I saw first saw it and I was looking at it, and I'm like, okay, so it's hook and loop. Okay, I, I originally thought, why didn't they do magnets? But everybody then I asked start, that question. Yeah, but then I started thinking about it. <clears throat> magnets, depending on the on the temperature, depends on how much they're going to hold. That too. Yep. So we had to, we had to, when we did our testing, we, we got, um, rare earth magnets. First off, they were about $30 a magnet. I had yeah. to have three magnets and the first time I shot it, I shattered all three of them. So there was, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. 90 bucks down the drain. 
So then after that, I started making little, uh, like little feet with, and I put a spring on it. So they were little dampening feet. Well, that's when it started, you know, slipping down the target every time I shot it. So then I'm like, okay, well, what if I put some rubber on the bottom just to give it a little friction? And well, then anytime you put anything in between a metal surface and a magnet just tanks the, the, the hold. And so I kind of, yeah. And then if you went like really strong and, and, and money was an issue, obviously, I mean, nobody's going to, if I got a hundred dollars in magnets in one of these things, I mean, your price point goes way up, but also right. you start to affect the battery and the wireless signal, you know, that, that magnetism interferes. That's right. Um, and so then we started looking at other solutions. There was like double stick foam, double stick tape, um, and really none of them had the proper dampening characteristics that the Velcro had. Um, and don't get me wrong. We're using a really, really, really good Velcro. This particular one is from is 3M brand. Um, Cause you know, if, if you've ever been in the military, you automatically have that disdain for Velcro <laughs> because you know that that shit does not, yeah. this sticks trust me we're, we're we're buying we're not buying the mass produced or we're not buying the lowest bitter velcro we're buying the good velcro and the other thing too is that we sell velcro replacement packs so as you can see here i actually used uh two pads and um with that at, at sur that uh surface area it adheres real well um i i have actually had these targets for over a year and i have not had a need to replace that velcro yet um yeah so at the end of the day just because it's the simplest and least expensive solution doesn't necessarily mean that it's not the best solution. And, and, and it is. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the greatest thing about that is, you know, you have Occam's razor. Sometimes mm -hmm. the, the simplest solution, you know, the simplest answer is the best solution. Yep. And, um, cause trust me, I was, I was at your booth and I'm like, <laughs> I was picking at that Velcro. Yeah, I'm like, you really it's not coming. It's not coming off. Yeah, if you're pulling it straight back, I mean, I'm really putting pressure. The the yeah. trick is you really got to like pry it, right? Yeah. And uh, and like I said, you can replace both this uh, and this. Um, they're they're sold in packs on our website, and uh, uh, we even make it where you can buy not only for replacement, but you can actually have it where you can mount um, multiple smart target attachments on the targets. Um, you can have them where they come out the side. You can have them come out the bottom. Um, you can orient this in any way you want, as long as you're just cognizant about making sure that the indicator is not going to hit like the frame of the target or something. So yep. um, you don't necessarily have to put it where I put it. Awesome. Well, we've been going about an hour now. Um, I want to make sure that uh, that I'm respectful of your time. I do appreciate you taking some time out to talk about the solution because, um, like I said, I just can't say enough that when I saw that at shot, I'm just like, how did somebody not see this solution <laughs> years ago? Um, yeah, it's, and it's it's an ele it, it, it's so simple, but it's elegant in its design. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we we uh, we put a lot of money into it. I, I see a lot of companies out there that will um, underprice or how do I say this? They are they are. <clears throat> they price their stuff so that they hope it will sell so that they can buy in larger quantity to, yeah. you know, make it. We actually spent the money on the, the tooling 
um, so that we can get our price point where we need it to be. So um, these these are already uh, uh, um, they're they're really optimized. You know, we got we got uh, uh, we're producing everything in the United States. I mean, obviously, like the batteries and stuff still have to come from overseas. Sure. Um, the housings are being made down in Texas. The circuit boards are being made here. Um, we got all the infrastructure in place that, um, you know, we, we, uh, we make these for, um, um, they're, they're really well built and, uh, uh, we're not hoping for it to, uh, uh, they're not getting any more expensive is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of some of the things you see is that people develop <clears throat> products hoping that they can get through the launch to get bought out. Right. right? Yep. Because yep. because then because then now that's someone else's problem. That's right. I mean, no, we got we got too much for the long game. Yeah, we got too much cool shit on the back of our minds to uh, to just sell it off. So we're hoping to yeah. we're hoping to uh, get the sales and then um, start making more stuff for you guys uh, as we go to make to make it even cooler. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Um, oh, by the way, uh, uh, for your uh, for your viewers, um, we do uh, we are offering a, a discount code for anybody who listens to the Rogue Banshee. So if you awesome. go on to uh, TriggerInteractive.com, you can put in Banshee ten and uh, get a ten percent discount off of any of the products on our website right now. Awesome! Totally appreciate that because it's uh, that's definitely um, it, it's with with today's economy, everybody's looking for just a little bit of savings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So awesome. Well, we will, uh, one, once again, once you go ahead and give everybody your, uh, your website and then I'll also have that in the show notes down below for everybody that's, that's watching or listening. So that way you can just click on the link and go right to their webpage, but go ahead and give them your webpage one more time. Yeah, you bet. Uh, everything can be found at triggerinteractive.com and uh, anything can be purchased at triggerinteractive.com forward slash store and uh, use code Banshee10 for a 10% discount on all our products right now. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, Jason, this has been great. Um, I really appreciate the feedback. I really appreciate the exposure sure. and I'm, I'm really glad that I got to meet you at SHOT and uh, uh, show you the new stuff. Yeah, thank you so much. Cool. I had such later. a great time talking to Tyler. As you can tell, my voice is going. Um, and it, those who are watching on the video side could see me cough. I had muted my mic when I was coughing. I'm still getting over the crud from when I came back from SHOT Show. Uh, it's just kind of been hanging around in my chest. And I was so happy that my voice held out to get that interview in. It was a really tough one, even going into the interview. Um, we, ske we scheduled this interview a few days earlier. I didn't know if I was going to have a voice or not to do that, but thankfully it held out. Tyler's a really great guy. I mean, we talked for probably a little, little over an hour after the recording was done, and he's really got a really cool product and he's just such a really cool guy to talk to. He's really easy to talk to. Um, he's in South Dakota, and that product is built in South Dakota. Um, you heard in the interview that the plastics, I believe, were built in Texas. The electronics are built in South Dakota, and everything is assembled in South Dakota. So if you're looking to buy a product that is truly American-made and possibly built by Tyler himself, Go check out Trigger Interactive. 
they got a really cool product. If you like the work that I do here, please consider supporting me for free by shopping my affiliate links and banners at www.trb.fyi. You can also make a direct donation to the channel right on the webpage. Thanks for listening. Hope you're staying safe out there and I look forward to talking to you again soon.